I've had a, I had one of the worst days. I've had a bad year, stress like you wouldn't believe. And I, and I was just on Amherst Island on the South Shore and I was getting back my energy. And I was like, you know when you howl into the wind, you're just like, ah, and the wind's coming back at you and you're just like, there's enough space over on Amherst Island to get your soul back. And uh, people used to say, why don't you come to church? And I'm like, I got the South Shore on Amherst Island. That's my prayer, just breathing in. And I was all zen, and I was breathing, and I'm back, you know, not as feeling as sad as I had when I first got there. And I'm driving home, and I thought, you know what? I can do anything, anything, if I spend time in nature, just for a little bit. And I was thinking of all these amazing thoughts as I was driving, and, and then I got into an accident. Um, yeah, and I wasn't texting, uh, but my cell phone was in the back seat. It, it was Siri was black, you know, she was uh, back street. <laughs> What's that called? Back seat. Yeah. Okay, this is the age I'm at. Back seat. <laughs> Let's try that joke again. Okay, she was back seat driving. She's going turn left at the next stop sign in 300 meters, and you're like, no, no, and then I hit somebody. <laughs> Having an argument with Siri. Yeah, so uh, it's also good not to listen to your text or text, just to say. Anyway, no one was hurt. The lady in front of me wasn't hurt. I wasn't hurt. And more importantly, my dog wasn't hurt because it had a seatbelt and a little, little packet. And you know, because if it was dead, we would not have been able to do the show tonight. Because let's face it, at a certain age, you love your animal more than you love your children. Because first off, they don't talk back. And not too many could you let them lick parts of their body and you'd still kiss them on the lips. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he was safe. And, and at first, you get off and you know, like, you don't know how to approach the accident, right? You're not sure if you just get mad so that, because it's totally my fault, by the way. And I know this, it's totally my fault. I'd like to say it isn't, but it was my fault. But I thought maybe if I get mad first, then she'll just think it was her fault. <laughs> No, that's not karmically correct because I've had a rotten year, so I don't want any more bad karma. So I get out like, and I do a little too much acting. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Are you okay? And she goes, I'm sorry, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. I love your shirt. And um, so we're totally handling the accident. And then she decides to call her husband. And I'm not saying he's an idiot. No, I'm not saying that. But he gets. You know those people that added another element to it? They ramp it up, right? Call the cops, call the cops. It's like, what are we? We're in a little fender bender. We've, she and I have hugged, we've shared, you know, we're gonna buy isogenics together, we're good. But he's like, call the cops, call the cops. So I have to find my ownership, which I can't find because my car is a pigsty. I've got everything in there from Thanksgiving. And I'm looking, I'm and then I'm starting to really cry. I'm like, oh my God, my ownership. And then, don't you find when you're looking for your ownership that they, that might just be the beginning, beginning of what they find out about you? Like maybe you got up in the middle of the night in a blackout and robbed a bank and they're going to know it, but you didn't remember because you were drunk. You know that? Or maybe, you know, somebody put plutonium up your hooch and you just forgot about it. So when they say they're looking for the ownership, I'm thinking I did something wrong. So by the time the cop comes up there, I'm extremely nervous. And when I get nervous, I get nicer, but I'm not really nice. I'm just like, hi, how are you? I don't have the ownership. She goes, that's fine, cool down, ladies. And you know, 
and we're all like, we're just we're chilling on the side of the road, and she's like this good cop. And we're kind of like sisters of the ugly pants, you know? We're just like, wow, these are ugly pants. And you went, that makes you look bad. And so she's like, you know what? This happens all the time. There's no problem. Let's the other lady go. She turns to me and says, I'm going to have to charge you. What? Charge me for careless driving. What? That, that doesn't even begin to... That's not careless driving. I've done real careless driving. That is not careless driving. I've done my lipstick in the middle of four and that's careless driving. I've swatted all the kids in the back seat. That was careless driving. This is not careless driving. Please let me off. And she goes, I can't. It's the only thing I can do. Now, most other cops wouldn't charge you. Be most other cops. Be your best self. You see, I'm a motivational speaker, and I think, you know what? If you are positive, you can do better. You can do better. You can be better. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to charge you $490, yes, and six points. Six points. I don't even know how many points there actually are. Like, I know how many I need to get a free flight. And I was wondering if you could transfer them, but I bet not. And I don't make a joke, because that would be stupid, because she's taking it really serious now. So she hands me the ticket. And there's this part of me that's in the car waiting for the ticket, and I want to cry in front of her and convince her that I've had a rough year. I'll just say I had a really bad year. And I have had a bad year, but I don't want to use it, right? You know, you got to, you know, that's bad. Just really bad. And I wanted to tell her I was sick. Just say I'm sick. But I couldn't. I just suck it up, and I take the friggin' thing, and then she says, don't get so upset about it, you just fight it. You're giving me a ticket I have to fight? Why don't we just not give the ticket and I won't have to fight it, you won't have to fight it? I'm gonna fight you. That's what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna fight you. Hey, let's pretend we're down in southern states, you're a fat-bellied sheriff and I'm just a little old lady, and you're just gonna get, I'll give you 200 bucks, you can meet your quota. No, no? She goes, yeah, you just phone these guys. They're called tickets. And they're run by cops, ex-cops who used to give out tickets. And now they fight your ticket from the cops that didn't want to give you a ticket. Okay, I'll do that because I've got nothing better to do. I call this guy, and these guys are cops that fight tickets. But they think they're, you know, part of CSIS or the Navy SEALs. They're like, oh yeah, you don't want to be doing that. You know, rah, 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 rah. And you know, and it's like they're just, they're mansplaining to me. That's when a man explains something that you already know and then does it repeatedly. You know, it's like, rah, 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 you're a woman, I don't know what to do. So he explains the situation. And we'll go in, we'll go in after Christmas, we'll delay your court trial, the insurance won't know. I'm like, okay, I'm telling the insurance. No, no. And then he gets Tourette's. He just gets the insurance, the criminals, the banks, the politicians, and oh my God, the NDC. Like he's just off. You know, and I'm having to talk him down, you know, just to get my. And then I pay him 400 bucks so that I don't lose six points, which I didn't even know I had in the first place. And by the time I call insurance, I'm freaking out. It's like I've. I don't know what to do. It's kind of like when you call Bell or Rogers, right? You just you have to be in the right frame of mind. I can't call them today. I'm not in the right spirit. It's going to end badly. It always ends badly when I'm like, go to hell. I'm not going to do this again. You know, and they're like, then they send you a survey. How did you like our service? I hate your service. I hate it. I hate your products and I hate your services. But now they're nice, right? 
And that freaks you out, because you get a good head of steam, you want to have a fight with Belle Karen, and they're like, hello, my name's Kim. And Kim, wow. Well, I call the insurance, and, she, and this Anne, no kidding, Anne from Charlottetown. <laughs> and I say, where's Gilbert? <laughs> Sorry, your uncle died. Uh, you know, no laughter at the other end, right? And anyway, Anne walked it through. She goes, listen, you know, it's okay. You're just okay. It's just okay. Everything's fine. You don't have to worry about it. You have an excellent driving record. And just want to tell you, we're just going to let you off the hook because this is a no-fault, you get one no-fault accident. Oh, my God. At this point, I'm like a battered child who doesn't know when they're going to get hit again because I'm like, really? Really? Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I'm thanking them for paying out my, my claim, which I've been paying for. I'm like, thank you, thank you. And they go, well, this has been forgiven. This is a forgivable accident. And I'm, oh, well, that's lovely. Have a good day. I'm $400 down, and I'm thanking them for a $2,000 repair. And then I do the math, and I realize I've paid them $180 a month for 32 years, which is $56,422, and they're forgiving me. You know that moment you just want to take it back. Just take three seconds before you hit her. You know, three seconds before she called her stupid husband. Three seconds. That's all it would have taken. Rewind and we could go back to the way it was. And I drive home to Toronto and I'm just, well, when you have an accident, you wake up. You don't do any more careless driving because you're like, okay, I've used up my cheap accident. So now you're on high alert. So I'm thinking, that life can change on a dime, just one split second, and you know, you're changing. And I thought, I'm getting my life together now. This accident's woke me up. I'm never eating quinoa again. <laughs> I broke up with it. I wrote it a letter. I said, no more, no more quinoa with craisins. That's the best part of you, is the craisins. Let's just have the craisins. <laughs> Going against the grain, yes, you say it's good for you, but what is that? It's like a yeah, quinoa. <laughs> And I'm killing myself laughing at my own jokes because I'm driving to Toronto. And I don't realize that I've missed my pit stop that I do. I have a pit stop every half hour when you're my age. And, and then I'm like, wow, I think I have to go to the bathroom. And I really have to go. And you know, nobody means to pee their pants. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> nobody gets up in the middle of the day and says, today. Like maybe a two-year-old does because you're just annoying. Or like, you know, when you're 90 and you just want to piss off your caregiver. But seriously, you do everything in your power not to be your pants. And you I mean, it's really like a focused thing. If I could exercise as long as that was taking me to focus on it, I'm not going to be my, I'm not, I'm not. I, I can do, I'll think of other things. I'm doing my Kegels. Driving, driving, I'm going to be my, I'm going to be my pants. Not. You will not get to me. I will not do it. I will control my bladder. And then, Siri, Siri, get a coffee shop. I cannot understand what you're saying. <sighs> and in the back seat, I see a turkey roaster that I've left from Thanksgiving. It's like a beacon in the back seat. But I've got 
you know, six points missing, so I can't reach for it. Siri, throw the turn. Do something useful, Siri. That would be a really good phone if it could just, you know, pick. And I got nothing in there except my dog, yes, absorbent, but that would probably get someone calling the children, you know, the animal shelter place. So anyway, I, I, it stops to a traffic, and I am just like weeping. I can't think of anything else. And then all of a sudden, I see Avenue Road exit. I'm in Toronto. I just get, oh good, I'm getting off. I'm getting off. I can see a Harvey's. It is a beautiful thing. I'm there. I'm there. I'm not there. I can't do it. I can't do it. I pull off on a side street. I put a blanket over. I get the turkey. No, I sit. Gentle heaven, hallelujah. And I mean, it's, a, it's, it's the worst and the best all at once, right? You're just like, wow, gosh. And I mean, it goes on forever. It's like, I thought I was having a child, my water broke. You know, I was just going, how long do I do this every day? This is a long time. And then the horrible, horrible thing happens. The angle of the dangle isn't right. And I mean, when I was younger, I was like, you know, one of those assault rifles. I could just put a bullet hole in a piece of toilet paper. But now it's like a sawed-off shotgun. You're just hoping for anything that's happening. Oh. But you have to give in. I mean, you can't fight that. What are you going to do? You can't stop it. It's like a It's like a tsunami. You can't fight it. Oh, I'll stop this. And I'm hovering over the thing, and then I see a schoolyard with children, and I'm like, oh, hi, kids. Hi. And then I get on my elevator with my all my neighbors, and the little kids are there. I'm like, yes, I'm the lady in 208. It smells like a homeless woman. That was my day. Now, after a day like that, you should just go to bed. Right? You just have to stop it. You just have to say, no, there's no more to this day. I can't do it anymore. And I couldn't even tell anybody. I thought I'd get up in front of 100 people and say it, but I didn't tell about the pee in my pants. But then, you know, I, I just stood there and then I phoned a friend. And the most annoying friend in the world I chose. You know, one of those people that go, well, you know, next time, what you should do? <laughs> First off, there is going to be no next time. I'm not planning to do this on a regular basis. Well, you just put two depends in the glove compartment and then you hold them out. I'm not leaving too big. You know what? I know I'm getting older. I know this is the way it could go. But I kind of want to work up to it. Like maybe get a senior's discount. You know, then pee my pants. I'm not doing that right now. I'm not going to plan for a pee in my pants, no. And then, because it's been a really rough year, she says, well, I wonder what the universe is trying to teach you. <laughs> First off, to not have friends like you, but um, that's the new thing. Everyone says that, the new thing. What's the universe trying to teach you? It used to be, if, if somebody said to you, what's God trying to teach you? You'd be like, get out of here. But the universe apparently has its power now where it conspires to wreck my whole day because I thought the wrong thought. You ever have this? And it, people, I didn't mean it judgmentally. No, you did. Because you would not say that to someone in a third world country. That's my theory. You should never say to your friends what you would not say to a child in a third world country. You wouldn't say to a beggar in Pakistan, oh, how did you attract this? You know? They would beat you with a stick, and rightly so. But life gets tricky sometimes. And you can't control very much of it. You can't control when you're going to get in an accident. There's no insurance against getting in an accident. 
If you can't control your bladder, how can you control most of the world? Right? Think about it. You can't control a simple organ. You are not going to be able to control much else. And that's what you find about life, is that sometimes you look, you fall in a hole, and there's some people that stand at the edge of the hole and go, wow, you fell in a hole. Why did you do that? And then there's other people that get down in the hole with you, and they show you the light up from the bottom. And I want those people. I want to surround myself with people who show me the light up from the bottom. Thank you.